Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We are back fully staffed. We got me, Kevin, along with Pops, LJ, and Uncle Tony. What's going on, guys? What up? up? Hey. <laughs> we, um, I don't know if the people know this, Pops, and we'll get into it a little more later, but you, he's just been out gallivanting all over the place, just concerts here and there. I believe he might have been, I don't know if you saw, but I think you were there with LeBron James at the opening of the Sphere this weekend in Las Vegas. Mm. I don't know if you bumped shoulders with LeBron or I not. I didn't bump y'all shoulders with LeBron, but uh, yeah, obviously. You probably can, wouldn't stand out in a building with you. Y'all, y'all can uh, you obviously do shoulders. the pod with or without me. So. <laughs> without you. Well, so... For those out there, the Sphere is the crazy new venue in Las Vegas. We're going to get a little recap from Pops later on. Didn't the just go to the Sphere so either, but I just—I'm a—I'm heavily. Fin- I didn't get an invite. Did y'all? No, get an none invite? of us got an invite. No, we just got, got told he was going. And then Tony, you want to know what he did tell us afterward? F your Christmas gifts. So. <laughs> Sorry. Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> so we'll get an update on how awesome yeah, his trips were and how bad our Christmas gifts are going to be. But we got to get into Can't some good my Christmas. I'll tell you that. Y'all had a good Christmas. <laughs> uh, we got to get into some football. And LJ, do we start with... A great comeback win for the Broncos. That was the worst football game in the history of football games. Let's not even <laughs> look. That was two really, really, really bad defenses and two uh, looking decent offenses. But I think the Bears looked a lot better being against the Broncos um, than they've looked against anybody <laughs> else in the world. And I mean, a lot better. Like uh, Justin Fields looked like uh, like a he Pro looked Bowl like he could be that guy again. Yeah, yeah. Pro Bowl um, might be a little strong. I mean, I mean it, it, that game looked pretty good. That game looked pretty good, but. Uh, okay. Uh, but as LJ alluded to, I don't know if we need to spend a ton of time yeah. on the Broncos Bears game, yeah. uh, except for Tony. I don't know if you saw this. The Bears currently, if the season ended right now, they own the first and second overall pick in the NFL <laughs> draft. So the rebuild season is on mm-hmm. in Chicago. Justin did have a good day, didn't he? Wow. Yeah, he did. It was the week um, of the quarterback, if we're going to be honest, except, unless your name is Mahomes, oddly enough. Um, who didn't have a bad game, but he threw more picks than uh, you would have liked, but. I want to start with ever since um, I called this man out in week one and said I wasn't sure about this team and he's a little too reckless. Josh Allen and the Bills might be playing the best football I've seen them play for this three game. I mean, they're just blowing teams out. And yeah. one of them was the Miami Dolphins, who we were just talking about could, at least in the category of best teams in the NFL, it feels like, at least in the AFC, I'll just go AFC, it's Bills. 
or the class of the the conference, and then everyone else underneath. And what'd you think watching that game, L? Uh, I didn't get to watch the game, but uh, absolutely dominant. Yeah, uh, Allen's uh, playing great. Their defense is playing. I mean, to hold Miami to twenty, I I can't imagine what that feels like. Um, <laughs> that was the first six minutes of the first quarter for the Broncos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, uh, I I like the Bills. I mean, the only other team up there with them would be the Chiefs, who who stumbled this week. So. Um, I do like the Bills for the AFC right now. I mean, I I wouldn't worry too much about the Chiefs. They have a one game every October. So, um, but yeah, the Bills look great for sure. Tony, do you think? I mean, well, the defense the defense is going to lose Tredarius Tredarius White or Tredavious White. I can't remember. Tredavious, he tore his Achilles. That, he's that yeah. guy. Yeah, they've lost. He's him. done. They are getting Von Miller back. I think this week. So they yeah. lose one, they will get one. But the defense looks to be playing well. And I mean, I don't know if we're due for a Josh Allen game coming up. But I mean, right now I feel like just watching personally, this is the best version of Josh Allen. He's dinking when he needs to and checking down, but still every now and then like he's doing those plays where you're like, Oh, Josh, Josh. Oh, okay. That's a play only you can make. Maybe you and Patrick Mahomes are the only ones that can make that. What'd you think watching that one? Well, here's okay. So I'm going to leave with an IT question. Uh, I'd like to see where Josh Allen's rush yards are this year compared to the last two years, because what seems to me the difference is that Bills have got a running game. James Cook is running well. Latavius Murray is actually making some tough yards. And so they've got a a running game, and I don't think they're depending upon Josh Allen to make the big rush. So that's what I've observed to me, it looks like, these first few weeks. But I will say this. Miami is still a really good team. They, They got caught. You can't score 70 points one week and come into the next week and expect to have that kind of uh, of success. And there was just a couple of plays that turned that. When Buffalo goes to play uh, Miami at Miami, I suspect that Miami will probably be a favorite and probably will win that game. But I think that Buffalo probably has the better balanced offense right now uh, be- because of their um, the, because of the running game. And, and I say that with Devon Achan. Or Achan, however you say it, it Achan, really, I think is Achan. how he I've heard really Devon Achan is what I've heard he prefers. There's, I've heard so much. I'm more confused he's, now that people have yeah. clarified it <laughs> than I was before. He's coming into his own, and, uh, and yeah. I think we put the Jonathan Taylor uh, rumors to bed with that. So, um, but I, I, Buffalo <clears throat> looks pretty good. Tre'Davious White losing him it is a big blow That's for tough. them, especially when they get into the playoffs. They, they, w- we'll see. I suspect they should be making a trade midseason for a veteran. The rumor, the rumor mill out there, not for the Bills necessarily, but there is a corner who's out there supposing the rumor mill, and that's if the Broncos would be willing to part ways with Pat Sertan. I don't know if they will or not because I think he's a stud corner, and those guys don't come open very often at his age. But you could get a lot for him if they were willing to move him. Second year in a row that they've lost this guy, and so I, I think that the, the Bills, and so they're gonna. I think we're gonna see that. We're going to see that move. Uh, IT's got an I answer think for you, I, by the way. He's got, oh, about, yes. he's got about 15 less rushing yards per game uh, than he had the last game. two years each. So that's pretty notable. It doesn't feel like we're getting as many of the kind of reckless, not even reckless as fumble, but just like, I don't really need my quarterback taking that kind of yeah. six-yard run in week four type of carries. And Pops, I think I, I, I like where Tony went with that. I don't. I'm not leaving this game going, oh, maybe I was wrong in the Dolphins. I kind of think 
the score one is just a little more lopsided than it actually felt watching. I think it just got away from them. Yeah. The Bills do look really good, but I thought you score 70 points the week before. All week, everyone's talking about how the Dolphins are the best team in the NFL. So the Bills are just hearing how great the Dolphins are, even though the Bills just beat two teams by like a combined points of like 80 to 14. So they there was easy bulletin board material. Not that the Dolphins gave it to them, but it just it's hard, it's hard to be as amped up as the Bills are when you just had the best performance maybe ever. I mean, you still feel fine with the Dolphins, Pops? Oh, yeah, I do still feel fine with the Dolphins. And you talking about the Bills being amped up. Uh, what what happened with Dallas last last week, week before last with Arizona? You know, I think it was might have been one of those. Now, Arizona certainly not Buffalo. Now, so, yeah, so, well, they so, overlooked Buffalo. <laughs> no, they didn't overlook Buffalo, but I think they probably were primed for a little letdown. Um, one little quick thing, and, and I, I don't know that this is true, but just looking at the points for and the points against for the teams, uh, it looks like Buffalo and Dallas may be uh, in line for the most. And interestingly, the Bills are plus 84 when you do points uh, scored and points against. Dallas mm-hmm. is plus 83. So they're very, very close. Now, Dallas runs into a hell of a team this weekend, by the way. Oh, game so, of the week. I mean, game of the week. Must watch oh, TV. Is it the Niners? Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Sunday night TV. Yeah. That's yes. going to be a real Niners. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to add, since we brought up Von Miller and Achan, I saw some really good Texas football trash talk. Von Miller on Bills linebacker Terrell Bernard. He's a real intelligent person, and you don't often see that from guys from Baylor. <laughs> uh, I really like Von Miller. I just, he's just like such a likable guy. Yeah. Except for um, that damn cowboy guy. Okay. Yeah. Since, <laughs> since we brought up Cowboys, I, uh, uh, a blowout win again, but I'm kind of yet another win pops were like, yes, it's a great win, but I'm like, the wheels just fell off for the Patriots. And I think there is a lot to say the Cowboys play, like, Cowboys caused some of that. But I think it was so bad for the Patriots. Like Mac Jones, I I don't know if he's that bad, but at one point in the game, he looked absolutely lost. I don't I don't know what to take from. I do think the Cowboys are contenders in the NFC, but I'm not like going the same way I'm talking about the Bills right now with them. What did you what what are you coming away with that? Well, game? as you know, we'll get to. I didn't get to watch a lot of football this weekend while I was gallivanting around. <laughs> um, I listened to a bit of the Cowboys game uh, driving back from Dallas, um, and it you know I think. What it made me think of is there was a time, and I know you guys aren't old enough to remember, but Tony will. I mean, Tom Landry was a hell of a coach. I mean, he really, truly was. And there was a point where the game had passed him by. It just, it just had, and it was time for him Uh to move on. Wow. And and you know, I'm just saying. Where's he going, El? Well, what I'm saying is the Cowboys beat a a Bill Belichick coach team worse than anybody, if I'm not mistaken, has ever worst loss beat, and that's including the Browns, I believe. Yeah, yeah just mean, in his uh, coaching career, not his coaching career. Patriots or so, yeah, and he was not quite the coach at the Browns that he that he is now. But I, I just think it's possible that um, Tom Brady had a lot to do with the, a lot of those wins. And I'm not Belichick's a great coach, Hall of Fame, first round. But it it is possible that the game is beginning to pass him by, and that he may not be able to relate to the younger players as well as he did at one time. That's my thought, Tony. What what you got to that? Yeah. Two words, speed kills. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Dallas is the faster team. And that's Dallas where Bill Belichick and to, to Lyft's uh, point, I wanted to say credit, but I really don't like to give Lyft credit a lot. <laughs> he, um, to Belichick 
doesn't play with speed, right? He's always been smarter. He, he's been able to, to do things with athletes that were a little bit below the par, right? Yeah. But man, the athletes now are just phenomenal and speed kills. And that you saw that from Dallas this weekend. Absolutely. Well, and with Belichick, like I still think like if you get him in a room, he knows football. Like I'm not saying he just lost football, but it just one, whatever they did with their coordinators last year where Matt Patricia is like OC and I'm not saying Belichick's son's not necessarily a good defensive coordinator, but it does kind of go, oh, you're, you're just hiring from within. And then you think he's like Adam Sandler yet? You think he's like just hanging yeah. out with his friends in Hawaii sort of thing? Well, I mean, tell me the last from within and hiring move. two of your sons is kind of, <laughs> I don't know. They call that nepotism. What's the last big <laughs> offensive move that that's really paid off great for them? I mean, Ramondre was, I guess, a good pick, but Mac Jones doesn't look great. They brought in a bunch of tight ends. They brought Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith's no longer there. Hunter Henry's not bad. Hunter Henry really looks good, but yeah, it, but he's been good. It in just San I think Diego, what happens is, is they've missed on a lot of draft picks and signings, and that starts adding up. Especially like Tony's saying, when you play a fast, talented team, sometimes as as an Arkansas fan, I understand this. Sometimes <laughs> when the other team's just that much more talented than you, it don't matter how smart you are. You know, sometimes they're mm-hmm. just faster and stronger, and and they're deeper. And so I don't know. I'm not saying he's done. But it feels like we're on the latter end of his career. And I kind of think <clears throat> Mac Jones, I don't, Mac Jones ain't got it. He had a couple plays, like the pick six that Dallas had, the like two plays before that, he threw a reckless pass across the field and somehow it got completed. And that's one of those where you should go, Ooh, I got away with one. Thank God. But he does the same pass like a play later. And that's when uh, Harmon or Hammond picked it off and took it six. And at, from that point on, he just looked like he, forgot how to play football. I, I, I just I mean, don't know if Mac Jones has Just it. to temper a little bit, though, their, their other two losses are the Eagles by five and the Dolphins by seven. And I think these are two teams yep. that we're going to be talking about at the end of the year. So yeah. it's yeah. not like they're just like getting trashed by, you know, the Broncos. They the did Bears just lose, week. though. They lost Judon for the year, or maybe the year because he tore his bicep. And then Christian Gonzalez, the really good corner they drafted, he's out for the year with the torn labrum. So two key defensive players just Got out I do year, think, so tough. though, to Pop saying that he's like guaranteed Hall of Fame, I don't know. If he can't put together a great season without Tom Brady, then I don't know that that looks well, great. Well, he right. he's guaranteed Hall of well, Fame. He, right? he, he is, but I don't know that he should be. Like, if you if you're, if you're all your good years are with one player. Whoa, now we're getting spicy. This is so more spicy than Pop's If all saying, of your good so, years are with one player, then I think that that deserves some consideration, honestly. So are you? So are you saying, LJ? This is good. So you saying Joe Lombardi is not one of the greatest coaches because all his wins came with Bart Starr? Well, it'd be Vince Lombardi, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, old Joe. So Vince, yeah. Joe, we can let Joe go. I, to to Joe, I don't know about old Joe. But. Vince Lombardi. Are so you saying Vince? I'm saying that that's I, well. I'd, I'd have to look at the stats on that. Like, uh, you know, did he have any years without him? You know, and how did those look? Um, I'm I'm honest. That's a that's, a that's a little older than me. I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so long ago, Tony forgot his name. So I guess so. Uh, so to, uh, well, okay, LJ. To your point, okay. So you could say Bill Walsh was one of the greatest because he did that with arguably the greatest quarterback ever. Uh, and then did it with some scrub, right? The next guy, guy the next guy. So Montana and, and Steve Young, pretty good. Yeah. Both of them, hall of famers, mm-hmm. but they were 
they were different. Are you saying Jimmy think, Johnson only did it with Troy Aikman? So is Jimmy Johnson not that good of a coach? Well, I mean, he I did would, it with Miami. I I would I would no. consider it at the very least um, because okay. I think like there is something to like the the coach that always has a good quarterback somehow. I think that that is is good coaching or good scouting or something. There's something great going on yeah. there, and the coach that always has one player and most of them don't have the careers that they you know they have like. Uh, 12 years with one guy or whatever. And then they win more Super Bowls than you can imagine. And then that guy leaves and then they fall off. Like this is a pretty rare situation. Right. But yeah. I think that that does deserve some consideration. Both, both of them have been in like, uh, for the past and Brady's, uh, did his thing and then left, um, both of them for years, uh, after he left uh, New England, we're in the, like, let me prove that I didn't need this guy. And Brady looks a lot better uh, in hindsight there to me. <laughs> I think he won that battle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it so, does seem like Brady won the divorce for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, one, so, that yeah. particular divorce. <laughs> he, he lost the second one. Though. Um, uh, so I will say this. I made this something for the next podcast because I think I'd like to see this, this research. Is great coaches, coaches that are considered great, have they always been with one particular? I think that's a great question. I, we should definitely, I, that's going to take some time for it to really take some time through, because I, I just off the top of my head, everyone I mean, there that is, I think about, you see, Oh, he had a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, you have, like you mentioned Walsh, he had two different quarterbacks where then you start to go a little bit like, yeah, maybe he just had two great quarterbacks, but then you kind of go, well, the common and not like he helped build a system that worked perfectly for now, two Shanahan, great, quarterbacks. great so give, coach until John Elway retired. Um, I would say, I Sean mean, I, I know he doesn't have the rings of like some of these guys, but like Andy Reid uh-huh. had very Dang. successful. Well, that's what, so Andy Reid is like clearly. There's no question Andy Reid is one of the best coaches ever, and I think I would have said the same about Belichick a couple. Of, and I think I still say the same. I'm being a little bit spicy on purpose, but um, but Andy Reid I think has cemented a spot above Belichick right now, unless things change in the end of their career. To me, I'd agree with well, that. Hmm. Okay. I put it to you, Greg. A great coach. <laughs> Needs a great quarterback, and I I wait to see the answer. Yeah, we'll I do think it. if you go look down the list of great coaches, you're going to see that they had a, a really good quarterback for a big. Well, part but that's of that also career. kind of the thing, uh, right? Because like a wide receiver always has a great quarterback too, right? Like, yeah. but that's because that sounds like a chicken in the egg kind of right. Exactly, it's really <laughs> yeah. hard to detect, and so that's why Belichick's situation is so interesting to me, is because he's the person now without his. What, would he be the chicken or the egg? I don't know, but he doesn't have his his uh, other version. Um, with him so we can kind of see him exposed a little bit more than you would see uh um I, well I'm, uh shanahan maybe is an example of uh, mike shanahan uh although he did do pretty well with Plummer, right they they worked together for a little bit um but regardless like an andy reader a walsh is another example or, or a great example of somebody that absolutely had somebody crush it uh in different eras with different <laughs> players so it makes it makes John Harbaugh the greatest coach ever because he won with Trent Dilfer. So let's move on. I was, <laughs> uh, so Tony, what's a what's a uh, another game or win? Something that About, something stuck. It can be a win or a loss, but what's a game that you you want to discuss? Oh, from last week. Yeah. Oh man. Um, no, three you know, weeks ago. I, um, I was just thinking about um, the. Oh shoot! I. I Sorry, I've got a question if y'all want to get Go ahead, Liz. Ask a question. I'll Cincinnati, Tennessee, what the hell is up with Joe Burrow? Is he – I mean uh, – He's not right. And by the way, Cincinnati, where did I see that? They are they are favored in a game this week. They're, uh, Arizona is a home – well, it's Arizona, but they're a home dog. <laughs> okay, so it's you Arizona. But, you just solved your own – Well, but still, you know, Cincinnati, what have they shown you? What has Cincinnati shown anybody that they'd be favored by three? 
on the road. I haven't seen it. Uh, and what happened I mean, in that C- game? I mean, Cincinnati Burrow can't move is what I'm seeing, is what I'm hearing. That, and, well, and I know, like Tony, you're about. watching Burrow. <laughs> so um, They just totally, and I want to hear Tony's thoughts on that, but they just totally fumbled the, the, the situation with Joe Burrow. He should have sat two to four weeks to get healthy. They didn't. And now they're in a hole, and they can't really sit him. And he's just not right. I mean, he is – he doesn't look like Joe Burrow. And I'm not, like, worried about his career per se, but they might have wasted a year. And like we've talked about before, the window always feels like it's bigger than it is. And that – I mean, what do you think watching Cincinnati, Tone? So, yeah, this – and I I got my other thing ready. But uh, the uh, Cincinnati, it's – there's a lot of problems. And so they they went this year thinking this is it because they've got money issues with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, and Joe Mixon, and Joe Burrow. But, man, he's – even though he hadn't been sacked that much, he is pressured all the time. And it, it, and I – LJ, sorry for this. Mm-hmm. I was watching him throw, and he reminded me of Peyton Manning's last year. Oh, ouch, yeah. Where all of a sudden, he had the yips. He couldn't get the ball downfield. Every throw he made this weekend, it it was intermediate to short. They threw downfield one time. And so it's either his calf really is bad and he can't pre- he can't throw the ball long, or there's something else wrong. And and so it is I think it is a significant it is time to have a significant question about the Cincinnati Bengals. And whether they, if they lose this weekend, which I'm with Lyft, I'm not sure they should be favored, but they are because T. Higgins. I mean, over the last two play. weeks, Arizona has looked better. Just better. Yeah, they've they looked look better. Like, they look better. frisky to me. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm about to start Josh Dobbs over uh, uh, Joe Burrow if things work <laughs> out for me in the in the uh, in, <laughs> in a uh, in the waiver process. But that's yeah. crazy. It's just absolutely crazy, and so. I'm really concerned that uh, there's truly something wrong. And I don't know if you guys saw that. If you weren't watching the game, you probably didn't. But there was a shot of Joe Burrow sitting on the bench, and he was flexing his throwing elbow. All right? Not his he, – he was going back and forth with his elbow like – He got a hit here? on it, didn't he? I yeah, think he got a hit on it. What's wrong with this? And so I'll be honest with you, same thing Brock Purdy did last year when that, that owner – that he, he – he had his injury. I'm kind of wondering if there's something else going on with Joe Burrow, but that's just me. But boy, it's it's bad. Uh, what um, can I just uh, walk? Can we uh, let's travel through time real quick to 2022? So the Bengals start out the season losing to Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers, Cooper Rush and the Cowboys, squeak it out against the Jets, and then lose to Teddy Bridgewater and the Dolphins. That was their first four games. They uh, were not uh, especially good early in the year. I would say, hold on a little bit longer. They'll return to form. The Bengals are an explosive team, but they're an emotional team. And right now they're on a low. Uh, That's all it is. Hate when he's right. (laughs) I mean, I think, but if you, so the Bengals had a positive point differential through five games last season, through four games this season, the Bengals have a negative point differential of 45 points. But again, the quarterbacks that they played against were, Trubisky, Cooper, including Rush. two games where they did not yeah. score a single touchdown. <laughs> That's I mean, a good they, point. I, they, man. they're the only team in the NFL that has not gotten a thousand total yards yet on offense. Every other team has gotten a thousand or more, yeah. and they have nine forty-four. Joe Burrow, and then I think where Tony's getting to a point, 
I, I think most of it's his calf. It's it's planting. It's a lot of that. But then once you start compensating, then you overcompensate somewhere else. <clears throat> maybe you get and I, I, now I think he's just overthinking it. And he's a very. That's why we compared him to Tom Brady. He's a very instinctual. He sees the game really well, and he's very accurate. But when all of a sudden you have to start thinking, what makes him good is he doesn't even think. He processes so fast that he's not even really having to pause. And now I think he's going, can I make that throw to Chase? I don't know if I can do that anymore. And now he's – and you think too long. It's fair. Last comment on this Bengals game. So I don't – did y'all hear the Jamar Chase quote? Tell me again. Yeah. That he's always, he's always open. open. He's open. I'm always fucking open. <laughs> I think it's what he said. Yes, and he said, always. sorry for my language, but he's like, I'm language. open. But, you know, he, I mean, he was dead serious. So if he plays poker, he's really good. Because <laughs> he, he, he looked straight up and said, I'm open. I'm always fucking open. <laughs> Pardon my language. But I'm like, he's pissed. Because I think what, the question I, was, I want a receiver like, like that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. And, and also, like, with Joe Burrow's, the truth. You can always throw it up If Joe Burrow's a little hampered, does it make you run your routes different? Do you not feel like you're able to get separation? And that was his response was, I'm always fucking open. Like, <laughs> don't bring that to me. Um, let's see, you know, a game I was really interested in was the Rams Colts. I, the Rams are just, I got to give a lot of credit to Stafford and McVay because they just gutted that roster and are starting by far the youngest team in the NFL. And the defense looks solid. Mm -hmm. We've talked at length with Puka Nakua, who I think now has broken the first, the four game record for rookie on catches and yards beating Anquan Bolden's 2003 numbers. It's good company, and they're Jesus. about to get Cooper Cup back. Yep. I mean, they're they're a play a frisky playoff team now. I thought they were just maybe going to be a team that can cover and win you some money betting wise, but they're trying to win games and yep. they're tough. And I also think the Colts are a pretty tough team. I agree with I, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you, I, I agree. You think the Colts? You think the the if you had to say right now, do the Rams make the playoffs? We're two and two. That. That's too early. It's, and Stafford did, I think, has he's dealing with a bit of an injury now. I don't know. I think it was a hip or, yeah, or it's something. Pretty, it's, and it's, it's just it's this. Let's see what happens with the Commanders. The Vikings are like falling off the map. They got their win this week, but it, th- if that happens, uh, then yeah, I think the Rams will be in the conversation. But uh, there's two teams. There's probably three NFC East teams that make the playoffs. I so think that's going to be tough for them. Worth noting, the Rams seem to have like a middle of the road tough schedule for the next few weeks, but they end the season uh, Ravens, but then Commanders, Saints, Giants. Uh, well, and then they end with Niners. But uh, they've got they've got some pretty long streaks of teams that they're pretty damn beatable. So I think they stand a real shot at it. But their schedule is basically the same as everybody else in their division. Uh, so they'd have to get a wild card spot for sure. But <clears throat> yeah. So hey, here, here's the game I thought was interesting, and I, real just real, qu- real quick, I, I was very impressed with the Houston Texans this weekend. Yeah. So yeah. they just no they just yeah. beat up a Mike Tom. They, and Tomlin said after they were just more physical than us and they played better. And it's true. And that doesn't usually a Tomlin team they might get beat, but they play hard, and it just looked like the, yeah. the D'Amico Ryan's has those guys playing yeah. really hard, and Stroud looks really looks good. Looks good. And that Nico Collins looks really That's good. That's true as well. Uh, Tank really Dell, I yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got a team. So so I think this podcast several months ago may have said, don't overlook C.J. Stroud. And I think the Carolina Panthers at some point may be regretting well, I remember but. myself, I thought there I couldn't understand. I was like, I don't see why there's a big argument between Stroud and Bryce Young. I thought Bryce Young was head and shoulders better. 
and I'm getting close. I mean, it's still very early in Bryce Young's career, and, but I'm getting close to being like, wow, I just I, I messed that up because Stroud looks like you got a guy. Like, I feel like yeah. they got a starting quarterback. And Bryce Young, I think, will get it figured out. Yeah. I'm not that worried, but it let's, just – Yeah. I'm not saying the Texans are playoff contenders, but let's just say – They that might. Was a, I mean, in that the AFC South. That was a quality South. win. That was a quality yeah. win at home against the Steelers, a Steelers team that needed to win, a Steelers team that has some players, still a quality win for the Texans. How trouble? How much trouble should the – how worried should the Steelers be, Tony? I mean, Pickett does not look like what everyone thought he might be, the hype in the preseason. No, I think they're fine. I, they're they're in a tough division. I, we talked about that. They're, they're, it's just – it's <laughs> tough. They've got to have Pickett. I mean, you're not going to win a lot of games with Mitch Trubisky. Well, Pickett's not playing that well. And I I know a lot of criticism is going to the offense coordinator, Matt Canada, who has – not had yeah. a, a big amount of success, and Mike Tomlin says we're not changing anything as of right now. Yeah. So, now Mike wait a minute. I, I heard Tomlin go. They said, "Are you going to change something?" He's like, "Hell yeah, we're going to change something." The product we just put on the field was bad. We're yes, going to make but some he changes. Clarified, so. There's no change in the coordinators <clears throat> or play calling right now. Oh, okay, well, but so or like play calling duties. That is, I, I bet Tomlin's lighting into somebody's ass this week. But uh, that's also a very Tomlin thing to go. We're that those conversations that's why we like Tomlin so much. Those conversations aren't in the media, he has right. those behind sure. closed doors because he's one of the best to do it. Um, I just wonder, and it's a funny story. I heard uh, when I was it was back when Danny Cannell was on Rosillo and Cannell, and he told a story one time. Danny Cannell, Florida State, and then played while in the pro, mostly a backup quarterback. But he said he had a preseason, I think it was when he's with the Giants, where he lit it up for a game, he just looked amazing. It was a great game. And he ended up like they put him as a starter for the next year. And he said his career was lasted two years longer and should have because in this preseason game, they played the most basic coverage ever and just kept running the same basic coverage. So he tore it up. He's like, it was nowhere near regular season game. Like they 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 weren't disguising anything. So it was easy for me. And I almost wonder if that's if we it's possible we got a little tricked with Kenny because Kenny Pickett looked fantastic in the preseason. And he does not look that good right now. Now it's four weeks in and he might get it figured out and there's talent on him. But I kind of worry the Steelers might still be in the quarterback market when they were hoping they had a guy. But the, well, the team he, – He's not getting possible. much help out of the running game, is he? I mean, Najee no. Harris is is like taking the biggest fall from grace. I mean, he was really touted. And and I think – is this his third year, I think? I think so, yeah. Third, you know, he had a pretty third. decent rookie year, came yeah. in really acclaimed, and now yeah. – I mean, well, he just, he just doesn't look like the same player. I think we overvalued his – because fantasy football will do this, I think we overvalued what he was because he put up a big fantasy year, but it's because the guy who LJ tried to tell everybody couldn't play quarterback any longer, Big Ben Roethlisberger, was just giving him 10 catches a game because he was going, uh, uh, and just giving him – and it might be a five-yard catch, but as you saw, anybody who had Alvin Kamara this past week in PPR, <laughs> you don't have to get a lot of yards. You get a lot of catches. and. Mm. And you'll be all right. What do you have? Thirteen catches for thirty-three yards. Historic. Good Lord. It was historic weekend. Do you know, do you know the stat on that, Tony? Thirteen for thirty-three. Yeah, it's historically low. If you go back in all time, anybody who's had thirteen catches, the lowest yards anyone's ever had is like seventy-eight. Wow. <laughs> so not only was it it was low, it was like astoundingly lower than the other guy to do it. Like, it's crazy. I don't think anyone's ever had 10 catches and been below 50, let alone 13. <laughs> never to be done again. Yeah, that'll never happen I don't, I don't see yeah. how you top that. You'd have to try. Because if someone's not getting yards, you quit throwing to him. But this, I, Derek Carr should not have played, I guess. I don't think he could yeah. throw the ball. He shouldn't have. 
But as someone who had uh, Alvin Kamara and he was the high point scorer for this week, we'll be okay with it. Me and Pops are not complaining. Um, A team I want to talk about because, and I think we have a little bit. One, we talked about them just because they're a very likable team, likable head coach, likable roster. And I think they made a statement that was on Thursday night, but the Lions-Packers game, the Lions kind of made a statement that they are the team to beat in the AFC North. I mean, NFC North to me. I mean, they Seems look reasonable. fierce on defense. Goff is a very competent quarterback. I'm not saying he's some stud, but you can win with Goff. They got good receivers. And, oh, by the way, they're bringing back Jameson Williams now because the suspension rules changed. So they, he was a top 11 receiver, so it should be a talented guy. Laporta looks good. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. I mean, I, Tony, how good are the Lions? Are the Lions Super Bowl contenders in the NFC? Well, that's going a long ways because I don't know that May, I, that might be stretching a little, but they're fringe. Yeah. They're close. Take out week one because they had such they had such adrenaline going in against Kansas City as that the Super Bowl champion. I think that was a <clears throat> that was a trap game for KC. But um, I the week Lions one's are a good. trap game though. I mean, you're open oh, KC good yeah, environment. And they went in yeah, the yeah. It, um, but um, they I think the Lions are a contender. For their division, I think they'll okay. win that division. I easily, probably, unless Minnesota figures something out. But um, I don't know that I would say that they could beat San Francisco or Dallas or Philadelphia at this point in time. I, I I'd like to see one of those games, but I they're good. I think they're a playoff, definite playoff team. But I don't see them as Super Bowl contenders. Can I? Pops I want to say something to what you just said, and we might get to this. Are we worried about Kansas City? And and Tony, I will say. If the first game of the season is a trap game for your team, I'm worried about your team. You know what I'm yes, saying? No, uh, I, I, uh, I, if we're going to talk about that, yeah, I'm a little worried for Kansas City. I think let's go there. I, Kansas City's identity. I know Prestige Worldwide will be here, and I've got some stuff from him. But th- their identity, they need to find what's going on offensively for them. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, the most important thing I in Kansas City was, is up in the press booths right now. I don't think it is. And, I, and so if for, if they're letting that go. And that's great for sales and stuff. <laughs> but down on the field, I, I, Patrick Mahomes is like, fucking hey, somebody else take pressure off of me. Thank God I don't have to deal with this. <laughs> so um, and so now Kelsey's got it. But they've got to figure out their run game is was non-existent. Now, Jets are good at the run, but they've got to figure out Isaiah Pacheco. Is he going to be the guy? Because right now, it doesn't look like it. They, they've got to figure that out. And they they don't have an alpha wide receiver. And so, uh, that's that's hurting them right now. And I think that's where Kansas City, if I'm – they should be a little worried. They should, they've should. they got to figure that out. Now, LJ, I'll say this. Yeah. You, you said it about the Bengals. It's early. They're still a yeah. winning record. They're going to get it figured out. But it, it, they're not the Kansas City team of the last five years. I think I agree with you. I think uh, what I would add is we we talked about are the Lions like uh, uh, potential for Super Bowl. Uh, only if the playoff games are all played on Thursdays. Um, they're they're absolutely <laughs> dominant on Thursdays. But uh, um, so that might be another reason I let it go for the Chiefs a little bit. But uh, um yeah, no, I think the the Chiefs will figure it out. I mean, they've got wh- who we were just talking about, maybe the greatest coach uh, to ever grace the NFL. Who knows? Um, they've got uh, obvious talent all over the field. They need to figure out a running game. Their defense is, uh, you know, like we talked about last week, not a bunch of playmakers. They're they're expecting their team to put up 
some decent points and they haven't put up as many points as they need to. So um, I'm not terribly worried about them, but they definitely, you know, and Kevin's where's the panic button. They probably ought to know which closet it's in, but they don't need to go check on it. There you go. Well, let me comment on something. You you said running game now, and, you know, I happen to have Pacheco in one of my leagues, and he did have 20 rushes for 115 yards and a pretty long mm-hmm. uh, touchdown last week. I mean, and, and apparently he was playing in his old college home stadium. I mean, he looked good this past week, it, what I saw. No, that's true. That's true. You're right. If, the, if that continues, I think they're good. But to the week before, McKinnon it was their top scorer, and yeah. the week before Pacheco was a little bit off. It was so a little bit off, no doubt. There's consistency there, but yeah, I, I that is a great point. I mean, he the Rutgers boy came back and really showed out. Good for him. But that's the thing that concerns me is is again they could be a running team, right? And we we shouldn't get used to 35 to 24 or 42 to 30. Maybe we should get used to 29 to 23. 26 to 22. Maybe that's what we should get used to from the Chiefs. If so, that's fine. I'm glad I didn't take Patrick Mahomes (laughs) in my fantasy football draft, but, um, but that's okay. They're still winning. And, and to the point we made earlier, I think that's what makes Andy Reid such a great coach is he seems to make these types of adjustments, but we'll see, but we'll see. I got a question and this is like a football philosophy question. Um, so you talked about Pacheco having like a, a big one that might have like brought his numbers up. I don't know the exact stats for him, but this is not specifically about him. Would you rather have like somebody that can get you, you know, four yards a carry pretty much every carry? Or would you rather have like an Adrian Peterson that's going to get you, you know, a few 80 yard runs a week? Uh, maybe not a few a week, but like, you know, break off these big runs pretty regularly. It seems like those guys are often on losing teams like a like a Barry Sanders, for example. Um I would almost rather not have that big breaking, like the 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 breaking. I'm never going to turn down Adrian Peterson in my back. Well, I understand that, but I'm saying that that big average breaking uh, run that a lot of these running backs can get. These ones that we think of as all time greats seem to be because then you don't have to worry about the run too much. It's only going to be two plays a game that you really have to stress about it, and they're going to go ahead and score on those. well, I think it's interesting you brought up Barry Sanders when you and, and, and Adrian Peterson because I think Barry Sanders. Well, first let me say Adrian Peterson's a guy that'll get you four yards of carry and right. break an eight he's, yard he's run every now yeah. and then. He he was different. He was different. Now Barry Sanders, one of my favorite guys to watch. He would get you zero yards, minus one, maybe two, right. then eighty. Would you, you rather know? have I a mean, Emmitt Smith over a Barry Sanders? I guess is maybe the yes, best way to answer. Yes, ask I would that question. To, to to win games because Emmitt there's Smith's an argument you, if you swap. Those yeah. two players and teams they played for. If you just flipped them completely and Barry was on those Dallas Cowboys. Sure. Well, and a lot of that's going to be offensive I mean, line as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah. Barry was about nice as running behind a runner Hall of as I've ever seen. Mm. Ever, 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 ever. I, LJ, I don't think you want necessarily a guy who's always trying. So I think the, the hope is Barber, get a guy like Is that, that maybe what you're referring to? Like, sure. You know, well, that's, I'm just saying, like, I would like, I think generally I would like a guy that I can depend on to get me. Uh, three and a half yards a carry more than I'd like a guy that can break off a 96 in any given week. Well, and that's why I think you te- it, 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 it's a style of running. I think you teach him where you don't necessarily always because some running backs, I think it's why like a Felix Jones didn't work out as well because he was always trying to pop the big one mm-hmm. and you got to be able to or talk Julius to him. Sometimes Jones, the big right? one's not yeah. there. Put your head down, and get three yards, put your head down, and get two yards because you will get the big one. 
Don't try to make the big one happen every play. Mm -hmm. And that's why I really like Pacheco. I think Pacheco is a great fit because I think he runs hard. He does that a lot. But if he gets that hole, like he busted off that 48 yarder on Sunday night, I think he can do a little bit of both. Tony, you looked like you had something. Everybody, to answer LJ's question directly, everybody wants the running back that can carry it 20 times a game and carry it again next week. Yeah. And next week and next week. Normally, those guys are going to get you 100. To 120 yards a game. If they can do that, great. Uh, and and I think Lyft just wanted the opportunity to say Marion Barber. <laughs> so I, I think hey, that, I, uh, I love me some Marion Barber. Barber's gonna get you four yards. Yeah. I mean, but you he just, was never gonna break one. Yeah. You know? It's like you don't get the opportunity to say that in a sentence very often. And so he was gonna take that opportunity. But um, uh, no, I I I that's me. Twenty. It's carries right. That's what that's what made Barry Sanders great. What made Adrian Peterson great? What made Emmett Smith great is you could hand you knew hand the ball off, and it, at some point in time, he's going to get you that that yardage. So you want somebody that can get a lot of carries. You want somebody with strong knees carries. and a thick head. Yeah, absolutely. Earl the Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, looking through some other scores here, Eagles narrowly beat the Commanders. Took a fifty-four yard field goal in OT. Is it a little worrisome that the Commanders hung around, Tony? Or you're, I mean, the Eagles are still top and class. NFC East game. Yeah. And if Sam Howell doesn't give up the ball, that's a decent offense. You're. I mean, I, I do think the Commanders, I think they're going to end up being fringe playoff or maybe miss the playoffs closely. <clears> but <throat> they got enough talent where they're going to beat good teams throughout the year. I mean, they're not consistently, but they're going to give good teams a run for their money because how can move it, those receivers can play – Brian Robinson looks really solid, and then they got a hell of a defensive line. I mean, they're they're not a, a untalented team, so I, no, I think I, I tend not. to agree there with the Eagles. I do think still, even though their offense like Hurts did throw three nineteen at times, I alert worry a little of the offense, but I just think talent wise, their defense is great. It looks like they found a running back with Swift, and I trust Hurts to at least it, it, maybe not get to that Mahomes level, those top three or four guys. But Hertz will get you to a an adi- a very adequate level that they can win with, and I assume they're in in it towards the end of the year. Let's see uh, what what other games do we Chargers, have? Chargers they squeaked out another win. Are we still coming for Staley's head? Or man, he should have he did it again. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> did tell me. They were so one. That game should not have been the, the Raiders. Were this was the only game on their awful. schedule so far where I thought this is going to be a blowout, and it wasn't. So. The Raiders were awful for three quarters, and they had a guy in there named Aiden O'Connell, who I didn't know he existed until all of a sudden he was starting for the Raiders. And he <laughs> That's was, so he's also he's wearing he was wearing number four, and I just feel like there should be some rule if like the other team had a starting quarterback for a long time wearing that number. <laughs> it's tough when another guy because all of a sudden my brain was playing tricks. I was like, Derek Carr, Derek Carr out there, right. there, yeah. I, it just it threw my brain off for a second. But regardless, the game was. A two possession game for like the whole time, and the Raiders were terrible. They gave up, was it six sacks to uh, Khalil Mack? I think it was six or seven. Yeah, I think so. To Khalil Mack. I mean, there's to be Personally. fair, you don't give up anything to Khalil Mack. He takes it. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying, so he was just wrecking the offense, and they, they couldn't do anything. And the Chargers kept letting him hang around, hang around, and then you got 24 to 17, yeah. and the Chargers. What do they do? They do what Brandon Staley can't help himself. And he goes for it on fourth and one or so around like the midfield area. Punt it and let Aiden O'Connell, whoever this is, drive. If you're up seven, let him 
Can he drive the distance on, on your defense? Uh, let him do it. I, Raiders fans are calling I just him don't AOC, they, by the way, and I'm like politically minded <laughs> and I cannot keep up with it. <laughs> and even worse to me, LJ, they choose to go for it and they do a quarterback sneak. Their franchise quarterback may have had a broken, I don't know what he did with his hand, but his left hand was unusable. He was gutting it out because he's just a, a Is warrior. Is he a Roethlisberger? Because he's always got a broken hand, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's not a Roethlisberger. Do not put that on Justin Herbert. I love Justin Herbert. He's a Charger. I will not have that standard. Uh, but what? And then you scramble with your, your – he has a broken hand. You're like, eh, go go for a sneak. Go go dive in there with all the 800 – like 300 pounders and see what yeah, can happen. Yeah, yeah, And I just – get Justin Herbert an adequate coach. Please, please get that man a coach because he's so good. But they won. Yeah, they won. Yeah, two, they won. two things. I, I don't know that you should ever start a – quarterback named Aiden and two <laughs> well wait because that's like uh, the fair. male name now so the new generation uh, yeah, yeah we're gonna have a lot of Aiden, Aiden's, yeah. yeah um Aiden's Bradens. Two, I think so Brandon Staley I I don't know Brandon Staley I don't know what he's like off the field but here's my imagination when Brandon Staley gets home I don't know if you guys have watched the Ten Commandments <laughs> But there's a scene from the Ten Commandments with Charleston Heston. You talking? Yeah, about? the Ten Commandments. It, it, it's on every every April. Okay. So here's the scene. I want you to imagine. This is Brandon Staley walking home, air, coming in the every night, and, I, and I'm assuming he's me. If he's not, he's got a partner, whatever, right? But he walks in the door and he goes and he sits in his chair. There's a scene in the Ten Commandments where Ramsey's comes in and sits down, and uh, Nefertiti goes. Moses just beat the shit out of you. Where's his head? Bring me Moses' head, motherfucker. I mean, that's what she's saying. So she's just baiting him, baiting him, baiting him. And Brandon stays like, what do you want me to do? I'm doing the best I can. I want you to bring me his head. So what does he do? He goes out the next week and says, well, by God, I said I could do fourth and one. I'm going to do it again. So that's that's how I picture it in my head is he's going home and he sits in his easy chair, his lazy boy. And there's somebody over there to my head. What did you do this week? You didn't do nothing. You missed fourth and one. You can't get fourth and one. You can't get. I'll show you, bitch. I'll get fourth and one. And then he goes and does it again. So you're calling him Yule Brenner. Yeah, Yule Brenner from 1956. What a reference. Just to be clear. <laughs> That's what's going on. Yule Brenner. He's being baited. He's being baited and having to go for fourth and one. And backstage yelling at him every time he comes home. Yeah. We got to put a picture up of Yule Brenner. I mean, yeah. he was a he was an interesting guy. Unbelievable. Pops, I'm not entirely sure what just happened for the last <laughs> two and a half minutes of the podcast. Well, this movie is older than anyone. It was entertaining, regardless. To be clear. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> Where's your Moses now, <laughs> uh, LJ? I know this will really bother you to hear, oh, but. Boy. It seems like there's some trouble going on in uh in in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Oh like, yeah, you got Josh McDaniels. I, he's such a great coach. I get. I hope he gets an extension. <laughs> Josh Jacobs recently said, "I'm tired of losing. I'm just keeping it 100. I'm tired of fucking losing." And then Devonta Adams said, "I don't got time to wait around." And then their cornerback Marcus Peters is liking stuff on Instagram and Twitter that says, "Fire Josh McDaniels." I'm just saying, so, give him one more year. Give him one more year. Come on, give him time. <laughs> He'll get there. It. He'll I mean, get there. <laughs> so you just need to go and show like a couple of highlight reels of when he was at the Patriots and then show like that first 5-0 and start with the yeah, Broncos yeah, yeah. and be like, don't worry about the rest, yeah. but look He'll how good there. he was in these. Let him finish out uh, 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 Gruden's contract um, and we'll be good to go. 
it really reminded me. It, I guess it's just what the Chargers are going to do every week. But it reminded me a lot of the Vikings game last week where it's like both teams were like, no, you son of a bitch. I can make a stupider play call. I can do something dumber. You wait. And they just like, wait. wait. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Uh, so is Baker a guy? Uh, is, he, is Baker Mayfield a guy? He's a player, Man, dude. Yeah. He's a player. He seems to be a winner. He really does seem to be a winner. He's today. my winner of the week. I've got two When I think I was like playing with him, I, uh, the, the GM – just recently did a podcast. I think it was with uh, uh, Schrager, P- Peter Schrager on on Good Morning Football, and I saw the clip on Twitter. But they were asking about Baker Mayfield. He goes, "Man, he's just a dude. Like you, you could tell as soon as he gets oh, in I here, guys that, yeah. like him. People like playing with him. He like he took all the offensive linemen with him to something. He took the receivers. Like he, he goes, took them on a trip so they could practice. He goes to dive bars with Mike Evans. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like he just was like." We know, like, and he was kind of beating around the bush, but it, it really it came across as no one's over here calling Baker Mayfield a top five quarterback in the NFL. But he just you want to go to war with him, yeah. like you enjoy playing with him, and he plays hard, and he does play. That's hard. a good quarterback to have. Can't That's deny a good quarterback that. to have. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're they're sitting here three and yeah. one in the lead of the NFC South, and I wouldn't be shocked if they went won the NFC South. I mean, I could see it. Mike Evans somehow, I think he's going to do it again, get a thousand yards, and to, I don't know how that guy he just, just doesn't age. Doing it, yeah. well, I guess he has. He, he doesn't play this week. Injury. He went out last week with a hand. He's got what dad, but he's got what pops hates in a 30 year old receiver. And that's a slightly pulled hammy. So, yeah. Um, yeah, any other winners good. or losers up? Could I got one. Is Christian McCaffrey up like MVP? Uh, if he keeps doing this. Yeah. You see, absolutely. Uh, somebody asked, I think Kyle Shanahan, uh, could you imagine a world where y'all didn't land Christian McCaffrey? And he was like, do not, do not say that. Stop. We will not entertain that. <laughs> Don't concept. you say that. Don't you put that on me. Ricky <laughs> Don't you Bobby. put that magic on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Don't put that on me. Yeah, I think you do. I, four touchdowns in that game is ridiculous. Five. And he just, he, five. Five. Jeez. Ridiculous. Sorry, no four. Oh, okay. I, I, <laughs> I, was four. I thought it was, thought it was three rushing, one receiving, wasn't yeah. it? I thought, I, yeah, I thought he had two receiving, but he, he had 100 yards. Had five. But he had 100 yards rushing, to three touchdowns, seven catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, he should I have mean, had five. Well, anyway, that definitely top of the uh, MVP list at this point in time. Definitely a winner of the week. Him and Baker Am I crazy? Play. I still, well, don't have, you don't have to answer that first part, <laughs> but I still don't feel like I fully like Brock Purdy's okay, but I'd and maybe I'm just being a hater, but it feels like it's totally like just a system of like he had one deep throw he threw to Brendan Ayuk in a double coverage. It, he overthrew it. It should have been a pick, and Brendan Ayuk just made a beautiful mm-hmm. catch to pick up like 45 yards. And I feel like that happens a few times a week where I'm like, that was dangerous. But then, oh yeah, you do have two great receivers and a yeah. great tight end. And possibly the best running back in football. Like, and so you're, the best you're hating on a guy football. that has won like the last, the only, what, 11 games? Every he's game started? that he's finished, <laughs> that he's, finished? he's won. Yeah. I mean, I mean he's definitely just, Mr. Relevant. The question is, is he Mr. Great? But he's Mr. Relevant now, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I do, and we kind of mentioned at one point, I'm but burned. I want to give another. I'm not again him. <laughs> I kind of was. I kind of was calling the. Well, it reminds uh, me of uh, Cardinals coach uh, Metropolis, the movie from 1931. <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Kane, <laughs> the sled, the sled. Uh, wow. 
Burn up. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> Let's see. Was there anything Yield else? We want to get on to uh, some picks for next week. Is there any other winners or losers someone wanted to mention? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Prestige Worldwide, uh, long-time listener. Uh, winner of the <laughs> week was – listener, first-time caller. Yeah. Winner of the week's the Bears. Played great. Still <laughs> lost. Number one pick. They're right Is Eberflus a genius? Is he just tanking again but doing it like competitively? I, I, Competitive tanking? do it better than that. <laughs> Um, you know, no, nobody in Chicago. Actually, I took a picture of this. Uh, nobody in Chicago buys that that was a uh, a, a well won loss. Um, it says on the headline of the Chicago Sun Times, uh, Eberflus struggles against the horrible Broncos. Is what it says. So, um, there nobody's happy with well, this. You know, you know what we get this week. What right? do we get? A rematch from the Thursday night showdown last year where the mm. commanders beat the bears 12 to seven, where we got to see uh, four field goals, win a game for a team. It was probably the ugliest game I've ever seen. <laughs> and we're running Let's it back. Go. That's how the NFL was like, that was so fun last year on Thursday night football. Al Michaels, you're going to call it again. You're going to do mm. it again. So that's what people we are going to be watching Thursday. middle school football instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll probably enjoy themselves more. My <laughs> yards, a little jig. <laughs> Uh, More than uh, Chase Claypool, the, probably. <laughs> well, <laughs> Chase Claypool, needs to, he might mess around and not see a football field again. <laughs> uh, now we go to the part of the week or the episode where we look ahead to week five and we try to give you some winners. Uh, this We've done it two weeks now. Two weeks ago, we unfortunately could not give you a winner. All four of us were here. We gave our picks. and the part It's a parlay, so all four of them have to hit to win. They did not. Last week... We were missing one person. Mm -hmm. That person will remain nameless. So we made three picks instead of four. And we did win. The parlay won pretty handily. I believe it was Cowboys, uh, Ravens, and Bills who all won by, I think, three or four plus scores. So great job by the podcast. I don't remember who all was here last week, but great job (laughs) by the podcast. Um, Wow. So this week. Wow. Hard. (laughs) So this week, where are we going? Who, who wants to start things off? Who's got a winner for us? I got one. Pops, you got oh, oh. Pops, Pops, let Pops go. He hadn't gone well, in two weeks. Well, I'll Pops, go you? because oh, the you last time, was the last, game the last time I made a pick, it won, yeah. by the way. It might have been the <laughs> only one. one. Of the four, yeah, true. It was the one of the four that picked, but uh, that hit. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take, I've got several here, but my number one one is. Oh, he's is, got several I, winners. I, well, I've got Houston going to Atlanta, uh, getting a point and a half. I'm, Houston looks frisky to me, and I don't think there'll be a letdown. I, I really don't think there's going to be a letdown after last week. Uh, I think they've got a good coach. Uh, I don't think Atlanta is good. I mean, good, what's going to happen with Kyle Pitts, by the way? Somebody, please throw the ball to that guy. But at any rate, well, let's give me Houston and give me a point and a half. I think they're going to win it outright. But I'll, I'll I got Houston you a plus two point. right now. Yeah, okay. they're, 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 they're yeah, giving you the hook. Two. I'll take two. All right. Houston plus two. All right, tell them what you got. Jets plus one and a half. Who are they? What I got? Oh, what, what, what you going at the on? Broncos? Oh, it's the Hackett Bowl. Oh Lord, that game kind of lost its luster after how the Broncos. What are they look. getting? And what are the Jets getting? One and a half. Jets plus one and a half. Yeah, I, the Jets showed me some guts this past weekend. And Zach Wilson may have uh, crossed over to finally being acceptable, a and I think they're going out there. Yeah, and I think they're going to have his back. He really played tough, should have won the ball game. And so I, I think they go out there plus one and a half. I think they 
I'd take a money line if you want to, but take the points and uh, in case we're on a parlay, we're trying to cash yeah. money out for the people. But Tony's Jets. saying if you're feeling frisky, feeling frisky, check out that money line. And it yeah, sounded like, just, honestly, it sounded like Pops was kind of saying the same thing. If you're feeling frisky, I think you think the Texans are just going to win. I don't think you? the Texans are going to win outright. I do. But for the parlay right now, we're taking the points on both. LJ, you got to be. Y'all are going to like this. Uh oh. <laughs> um, so the Jaguars, I've got plus five and a half against the Bills. Oh, no. And the defensive Josh Allen has offensive Josh Allen's number. They're playing a home game in London, which is pretty standardly a win for them. Um, I like the Jaguars to cover the spread. It's going to be a close game. The Bills win it, but it's going to be a close game. We spend 15 minutes on this podcast talking about how the best team yeah. maybe in the NFL is the Bills. And it'll Gun, just like, yeah, well, I'm zigging when y'all zag, going to get sacked a couple of times. He's going to get nervous, and he's going to throw a couple picks. Normally, normally, I would say that, you know what, I like that because I think the Bills probably win by like three. So five and a half is a lot. However, the Jacksonville Jaguars have spent the whole damn week in the UK and Europe, and there's just no telling what they've had boys way too much doing. fish and chips. They're going to be weighed down. I'm a little <laughs> concerned about that. I'm going to say, Kevin, I don't know your pick yet, but I say we go with the three. <laughs> again. <laughs> you wouldn't like it. I told you. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> oh, man. Lifts, lifts firing on hey, all lifts not wrong. Tonight. If you're a listener, <laughs> by the way, lifts not wrong. I just, I think it's worth taking, but I like it. I like okay. it. All right. My pick for this week, and I think LJ will be able to get behind this one. I'm going to Monday Night Football. The Packers okay. are only a half point favorite over a Josh McDaniels yeah. coach team. Yeah. And the Packers are coming off a long week where they kind of got embarrassed by their division rival at home. Give me the Packers. I think they went by Good a lot. Good Lord. Give me the Packers. You said that. it was a Monday Good. night game. I think it was a tongue slip. Uh, and then I looked at what the actual. Oh, yeah, that is Monday night. Okay, so next. Never mind. I was about to say. I was looking at this website <laughs> I was looking at showed the Broncos Chiefs as the Monday night game, but it was just like I misread it. Oh, that'd yeah, be, that can never be a Monday night game. That. Is it just me or does a tongue slip sound different than a slip of the tongue? <laughs> they sound like two different things to me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. go any further into this. We don't need We're to talk about your travels, it turns out. <laughs> that parlay, for, for hey. what it's out there, that parlay, we got Texans plus two, Jets plus one and a half, the Jags optional. plus five and a half against the Bills, <laughs> and Packers minus a half a point. All four of those together is plus 1,196. So 10 bucks wins you 129. Not a, bad at all there. The Packers are you minus a half. can take out one of the teams if you yeah. want. Got a bonus. I got a bonus. Did you say the you? Packers are minus a half? I thought it was minus a half. I've got a minus a one on mine. So Minus a half? They give we can go half. minus yeah. one. Minus one. Hey, I got a bonus for you. Way that's a win. I got a bonus. Prestige Worldwide puts the puts in the Colts plus two. So if there's any listeners out there that wants to go to five. Or if you want to do it, Indy. if you want to do a four like but with Indy only the two. smart four, that's totally reasonable too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Indy's getting two and a half, by the way. But Indy, I've got oh, one and a half. Even better. Okay. Well, we'll put down plus two. I'll hit them plus two with a third. Yeah. I guess it depends on where you range. go. Depends on where you go. Yeah. So yeah, All we right, still Pops. do a four game parlay. All right. <laughs> speaking of where, speaking, I'll just say where you, it depends where you go. You have been all around. Can you give us a little review of the sphere or just in general your your travels? Well, real quick, I'm going to throw in a little bone to. I happen to go to Red Rocks mm. in Colorado, and oh, just, if just you have not seen a, a concert Rocks. at Red Rocks in Colorado, put it Hell on your to do list for sure. And the guy I saw was Tyler Childers. Now Tyler Childers, <clears throat> he um. 
He kind of gets up there and sings. That's what yeah. he does. He's he's not the biggest entertainer, if you will, but but when he sings, it's just like you know the songs. And and he he put on a great show. It was a, it was a wonderful night. Uh, that was great. And then and then Las Vegas and the Sphere. I was there on the the second night. And I'll tell you one of the most interesting things is so you walk in there and you know there's anyway I won't go into that. But you walk into the Sphere and we are literally one row from the top. One row from the very top. And I mean, this is steep. I know I sent you guys, mm-hmm. some of you guys, some mm-hmm. pictures. It is it is really a large dip. I think they seat about 18,000, and it's only on one side. Uh, but it was so funny sitting up there, and as you walk, as, as anybody walks in, and, and I would say that the age, uh, the average age, I was probably the average age there. A lot of people in their 50s, but there were a lot of people older than me. Um, and there were a few younger people, but not, I mean, these well, people was, were thirties, you know, uh, it, that was you too. So that that was you too. <laughs> yes. So, so you two opened the sphere on, I think it was Friday night. We saw them yep. on Saturday night. Un-effing believable venue. You must yeah. go. I, I don't even know what the tickets cost us, but it, it wasn't enough. I, I won't say it wasn't enough, nice. but it was, I, I'm just telling you. I don't remember you, how much the, the Learjet cost wall, either, but <laughs> the whole wall is it, the whole building basically uh, is a screen with the highest definition graphics I've ever seen. It looks insane. Yeah, it's it wild. looked, it was insane. And I will just tell you from what, a picture, you, you, it's insane. Just from a picture, it was insane. And you uh, too. I mean, I've always liked you two. No question about it. And and Bono, Bono, Bono. I think Bono is how it's pronounced. But uh, is obviously the face of, of that group. They they had a, st- a stand-in drummer. I think their drummer has had some injury or something, and he was a young guy, uh, excellent drummer. The Edge, the Edge is the shit, yeah. y'all. I mean, this guy can do can play the guitar. He can play the keyboards, and he sings backup. I didn't know who sang backup vocals for Bono. But it's the edge, and he can sing in that very high soprano falsetto type voice. Do a little Garfunkel. I'm telling you, I am I am a big fan of the edge. I was blown away with the venue. One other thing, though, as we walked in, so we're sitting up near the top, and I mean, it's like you might remember this, Tony Logan's Run. Did you ever watch Logan's Run? Yes. It's like you're walking into that to that place in Logan's Run where they go the Renew Festival. Y'all watch Logan's Run. It was so futuristic. Uh, They actually had a robot you could ask questions to on on where to go. But uh, Tammy said, um, you know, this is only the second night this venue's uh, been open. Um, How the hell do we get out of here in a hurry? (laughs) That's a great (laughs) question. That was a great question. So I did go outside and I looked and I actually talked to a security guard. I said, hey, man, not that anything's going to go wrong, but how the hell do I get out of here in a hurry? Because we're on the top. If things catch on yeah. fire, you know where fire's going to yeah. the top. Um, we're going to need to get down. And there were some manual steps, but he goes, um, you really need to hope you, the, uh, the uh, escalators are working. Because if you have to go from where we're on floor seven, I guess, of this thing from like seven to four, it was a bunch of steps. He said, I'm just telling you, if we catch on fire, you better get right with God. That's your best move. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, just, it was worrisome because it was the second night this venue's ever been yeah. open. That's but fair. That's fair. If I'm just telling you the sphere in Las Vegas is a must 
must see. You you must go and, and see. You heard show. it here first. Unreal. I wonder what shows are there for the Super Bowl. Like they probably have the Super Bowl's in Vegas this year. They got to have some like crazy. Well, I think you two was doing a twenty uh, show uh, set. Yeah. There to open to open the thing, mm-hmm. and uh, they were excellent. They were they really did a good job. I've always had a little thing against you two. Yeah, well, I was going to say well, that you, you know uh, you could tell the generation's probably going to be a little older than us because we've always been resentful that they put that album on our iPhones without uh, asking us first, without my consent. <laughs> Which album? And then oh, it, it was whatever came out in yeah, like two thousand eight or something. I, I we just all hated know it. Everyone it's hated still it. to this day. If you ever plug your phone up to a car like a CarPlay. For whatever reason, iPhone goes straight to it, and it played all the time. Like it would, it, so I, mm. and I just don't know that much. I, I respect you two; they're fine, but I've never like dove into the discography of you two. So I'm always like, oh, I'm not trying to well, listen I will, to you two. I was going to go. I'll with. say uh, specifically too what Dad was saying: the 100 percent agreement. Bono, don't give a shit about, but the Edge is the real deal for sure. He's he's unbelievable. I thought the Edge was the heart and soul unbelievable. of that band. I really did. So, Liv, this is just for you, but have have you seen the David Letterman interview with you two? I get, no, I haven't. You need to look that up. It's okay. come on, if you you're he a YouTube fan Letterman. now, you need to you need to look at that David Letterman. Uh, I, I forget which streaming service it's on, but he did a specific thing with you two and uh, probably Netflix thing because he did a thing yeah. with Netflix. Yeah, and, yeah. It's not that it, it's not that. And now for my next guest, it's it was something oh, okay. different. I think he went he okay. went to their hometown. But anyway, it's it's good. But yeah, Octone baby. Did they play anything else other than the album? Did they just get yes, rid of the they, album? They took a break because because they did the first side of the album, if you will, which is the 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 songs you know, Mysterious Ways, One, um there's another uh, uh The End of the World. Uh and then they took a break and they sang a, a little off the Joshua Tree, which was excellent. Um Streets Have No Name, With or Without You. Um and then he he Bono said, "Okay, it's time to wake the baby." And so they did the second side uh, of of Octane Baby and and did every did every song. It it was it was excellent. Probably probably played. I'm guessing about two hours. Cool. Um, but it was any hard op- to keep up with time. Any um, opening act at all? D- okay. If there was one thing I can say negative, they had some Australian DJ guy that was down there in this piece of crap little neon car trying to get the the crowd fired up, and it. It was weak, man. It was it was really, I, it was just a DJ that was walking around. You couldn't even see him in the crowd. And yeah, the opening act sucked. Holly, <laughs> the PSM Lovejoy, may have been whatever. Um, the, yeah, the opening act stunk. You two was yeah. They DJ music from inside a neon Trabant six hundred one that moves around the general admission. That area. sounds really cool yeah. if you're not in the sphere. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. by the way I looked up well, glad you enjoyed it, during the Super Bowl what they're going to have there and what they'll have probably up until there is uh, an immersive experience called Postcards from Earth which is a Darren Aronofsky uh, directed experience probably really cool but also probably not exactly like you want to see when concerts pop up there so yeah hey Lip, you you think you, you think it would be good to go see the wall oh, oh gosh. you know the there are things, Tony, that they sell in Las Vegas that are that they don't <laughs> sell what, in some so other states. That's what my question was going to be, Pops. Oh my! What God. if someone altered sense of mind <laughs> in that Whoa. place with the screens doing all that? You want to get I mean, some lower to the ground seats, probably. But <laughs> you, I, hey, what do you think? The talk about I, tripping. I, 
the over under for the wall playing in the sphere is it plus or minus six months? It's <laughs> got to play at some point. It's got right? to play there. It's got it's to just play. Got to. Okay. Yeah, I would say I would say under. I'd take the under on that. That would be amazing. I may go whenever they have it. I may fly out there for the <laughs> night. I hope they call me to oh. do well, work on it. <laughs> yeah, I hope LJ, they do too. Well. <laughs> it sounds like we can confirm our Christmas was. Yeah, fun. yeah. So, Yo, your Christmas <laughs> yeah, was that's great. great. That's great. That's, <laughs> uh, you've never had a better one. I tell you. <laughs> cool. I'll remember that. I'll remember that uh, in a few months for sure. <laughs> I hope you enjoy this B Dub. Uh, gift certificate and Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap things $11. up. Tony, you know where we're going. What What is Uncle Tony drinking on tonight? I am drinking tonight a uh, Uncle Tony exclusive. So I don't know if you guys ever get Waterloo sparkling waters. Yeah. But yep. Water, Waterloo has come out with a uh, spiced apple sparkling water. And I thought, boy, this tastes really good. I wonder what alcohol I could put with it. Which is where my mind goes just about in everything that yeah. I drink that's non-alcoholic. So um, so tonight I made what I'm calling Uncle Tony's Uncle Tony's burnt apple. And so what this is is it's uh Jefferson whiskey, three parts Jefferson whiskey, uh one part um uh sweet vermouth, and then uh six parts uh spiced the 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 spiced apple waterloo sparkling water with a slice of lime and let me tell you this is a great fall drink and it just turned cool here today had a lot of rain it's finally getting to be fall this is an awesome drink i will be drinking it again and oh and i forgot just a little bit of velvet for learnum just to spice it up a little bit the uncle tony's born apple awesome noted uncle tony exclusive Nice. You know, uh, Tone, I might. I think I have plans for this Sunday night game, the Cowboys 49ers, but I was thinking about maybe stopping by. I'm here in Little Rock on on Sat Sunday. I'm thinking about stopping by Sukasa if you're home. Oh, no. You're in St. Louis this weekend, mm. my friend. Well, then I won't. I, I, I'm going to stop lady. by anyway. <laughs> stop by anyway. I'll give no, you a code. Kidding. Call me. I'll give you a code. <laughs> I'll, tell you where the, I'll tell you where the spice apple is and where the whiskey is. You're welcome. You're welcome. Pops, did you have a did you did you also have a, a drink tonight or I wasn't sure if I, I saw just you. made a dirty martini, which I mean I, I guess that's what it is. It's it's vodka, it's a couple of olives and some olive juice. It's on a ice, martini. And it's delish. Yeah. yeah. That, sir, is a dirty martini. <laughs> it's dirty martini. Yeah. It's delish. All right. Well, that will do it well, for this wait. week's episode. We'll be back. I just oh, wanted to throw what? out there. I watched the uh, Toy Story version of the fo- the the London oh. game. Did any of y'all catch that? No, I saw some. It was actually from, kind yes. of fun. If I'm gonna be honest with you, it was a little glitchy. I thought it was wild that Booger McFarland. It's still incredible that they can. I do thought it was that, wild though. that Booger McFarland brought up ayahuasca on the air during a children's show. Um, but ayahuasca. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, the technology behind it is insane, and like it was like. Uh, I probably like two minutes off of the live football game, which is, it's just wild that you can do that. And then like, if you see some of the highlights of like that, well, that Trevor Lawrence run, I mean, it is damn close. Like it's wild for the people out there. L. So they had like a chip in everyone's shoulder right. pads, I think. And then, so the, the broadcast that LJ is talking about was a little behind and it looks like a virtual broadcast, but the players are like doing the same thing. Like they're running, it all is happening the same way it's happening it, on the field. I mean, like I was just saying, there's a little bit of glitchy. Yeah, moments, there was some stuff where like but it's someone would move the wrong way and then they would just like track to the other. It looked like a really laggy game of Madden in a lot of moments, but like 
incredible, like genuinely incredible. They could pull that off and then like air it uh, live. Uh, it's it's wild. It was really cool. So, this is the question then: Toy Story or Big City Greens? Which one is better? Toy Story. Yeah, Toy Story. Toy Story. Okay. 100%. All right. No, no, okay. No, there you answer. go. No, no doubt. Because last year was the Big City Greens thing, mm-hmm. right? So I was just wondering. Toy Story. Which 100%. one? Toy yeah, Story. 100%. Okay. I will. You if you're going to go look up a play, there's a play in that game where Bijan Robinson yeah. shakes a Jaguar so bad. Like, I mean, he really breaks yeah. his ankles. And then it's pretty awesome to see it in the Toy Story. They just look so yeah. funny. You can see them side by side on like um, on X. I'm sorry, not Twitter. <laughs> um, and it looks pretty funny. It's cool. All right. That does it for this week. We'll be back next week to break down what the action is. And I'm, I'm thinking we're going to cash another parlay this week. I mean, if you're, if you're feeling frisky, throw five. We heard some. We heard four wins. We heard four guaranteed uh, wins. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace out. Peace. Boy, as a newsman, you've got to be tired of doing that. Uh, X posted on X, formerly known as Twitter. God, Every time I see that, I laugh. I just... God, Elon. Do they says have to say that? that? Do they have to say no? X? Well, but if you call it Twitter, you're technically wrong, and so you want yeah. to call it X, but then a lot of your user base is not going to think of X as anything. So it's just dumb. You know what freaks dumb. me out? You know what freaks me out? It is Goblins. the damn goblins. <laughs> that is uh, ZZ Top's uh, song "Living on the X." Mm. I'm living, I'm living, I'm living on the X. <laughs> now it's true. Crazy. Got the internet there. Crazy times we're living. Think about that. <laughs> there's a there's a parting shot for you.